Friendless is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is sponsored in part by Connexus Credit Union and Direct West. Hello, my sweeties, and welcome back to Friendless, the only show that teaches you how to be a better friend by losing every friend you have. I am, as always, your host, James Avermanko, back on my mission to lose every Facebook friend I have while asking what it means to be a good friend and whether or not I've been one. This week, I unfriend Vancouver-based producer Jameson Parker. Jameson and I discuss the elasticity of long-term friends, making your own creative path, and peeping toms. All that and so much more on this episode, but it is too hot to talk more without the fan, so let's just dive right in and hear my interview with Jameson Parker here on Friendless. So it has been uh at a minimum at a minimum eight years since we've seen each other minimum yeah and and i'm like and even then i'm actually kind of struggling to remember the like the last time we would have even hung out well i think and and here's here's the best segue i'm ever gonna do the most vivid memory i have yeah yeah, is um is being in in daniel's house like on like Bayswater and yeah Bayswater right it was the eighth in Bayswater we were there and we were having a barbecue out the back in in um the before times when people would just oh, gather yeah. and you know unceremoniously uh, <laughs> spit in each other's mouths and um I think I I, I want to say because I want to say we were like shotgunning hay y'alls off the back of the deck Something and like that. that sounds right but but I feel like a lot of my memories of hanging out with you are tied to that eighth and Bayswater house. Big time. And it's funny because it's like, that was a whole different me. I mean, it feels like it hasn't been, it feels like it hasn't been eight years and we're going to get into this because that's what's so fascinating about this podcast is like the nature of friendship. It doesn't feel like it's been eight years because I've kept up with everything, whether we've talked or not, I see everything. Exactly. And um, and I know this is centered around Facebook, but a Facebook product, Instagram, um, yeah. is like where I, you know, I kind of like keep up with people and and see things. And um, I, Daniel Johnston, I will say, one of your lovely guests, bless, uh, his, heart. bless his heart, is like um, just the best at keeping people up to date. Yeah. Human face, human Facebook, Daniel, Daniel Justin will keep you up to date on anybody you want to know. What's yep. you know, what's Brian Knopfling doing? What's James doing? You know, he knows yeah. um, because he's such a good person. Talking about you probably had that was probably the episode you could title like the one with the world's best friend. You right? know, like man. he's just good at being a friend. Oh man, I I hung up the 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 call on that interview and I was glowing for like a week. You know, and like, and like, not only that, did he he then ended up doing like all these follow ups and he was texting me and checking in with stuff. And it's just like, like, man, if I had to define like, uh, uh, like if, if you were asked or if you asked me like personify friend, right. Personify good friend. It's Daniel. No question. It's it's Daniel Justin hands down. And you know what? Let's, uh, if you, for me had to personify father, now, my my dad, love my dad. He's great. Um, let's say let's say modern father, like a yeah, young yeah. dad. Yeah, I would say Daniel Johnson. Like Ooh. he is the he is the dad I want to be. You know, right. and my father. My I have a I need to qualify that because I had a great <laughs> childhood. <laughs> I had a great childhood, and I love my dad dearly. But when I look at a peer who is a father, yeah, 
I watch him and go, if I could be, if I could do half of that and have half of his patience, I, I, I'm going to be, um, as my dad would say, farting through silk, you know, like just doing so well that yeah. you can wear silk boxers and yeah. afford to fart through them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful saying. I love it. Uh, isn't it? It's just like, oh, fuck, I love it so, so much. Evocative. Well, oh, yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> I guess I am doing well. <laughs> I'm just so comfortable. Anyways, yeah, so that, I mean, that is my most vivid memory, being mm. at 8th and Bayswater, and that house, like, was mayhem. It just, it, just, it just feels like it was another time. I was another yeah. person. I saw this quote yesterday uh, my girlfriend shared with me, and it was like, uh, if you knew me, like, in my early 20s, you got season one me, and the writers were all kind of shit, and uh, yeah. we, we were underfunded, and I'm like, that, that hits that hits home like you gotta tune into season three skip the first couple yeah. seasons right you know season two it went really off the rails it yeah, got like exactly. really weird landry accidentally killed a guy and it was just, like, <laughs> i don't even know. You know it was set in a different country yeah. like it was it a writer's strike year we don't talk about it you know right but uh, there's lots of gaps yeah. you know man but that's actually the thing so in preparation for this interview that's what i've been thinking a lot about is like you know you and i would always cross paths and I would always have these wonderful moments with you um, where we'd have these like little 10, 15 minute conversations and whether it would be at Bayswater and then, you know, the, the, the room would sort of shake up or whether it would yeah. be like we'd run into each other at a, you know, a party or something like that. And we'd have these great yeah. little things and then, and then it would be gone. Right. You know? And, um, and I was actually really trying to remember like a concrete thing and I, it was almost making me feel a little like, sad in a way right that i was yeah. like you know this is somebody who i have such a deep respect for and and think so fondly of and yet also like couldn't really tell you a tangible thing about you know and yeah. and i think that you are nailing it on the head where it's like i think it was because we were both in such you know transitory stages of our lives you know and yeah. and that's something that uh, has been really fascinating to to watch, like you say about sort of keeping tabs, is seeing what this last decade has brought you, you know, and and seeing the work that you've put in, and and seeing the seeing the BuzzFeed articles written about you. And... <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like I struggle with this so much. I struggle with this so much, and I want to I, I want to go back and touch on that. But like, I, I am such somebody who has to work to live in the moment. Like yeah. I, I feel like I live so far in the future a lot that I need to like slow down. And, and yeah. I, you know, I've, I think that the pandemic in that way has been super good for me, but I live so far in the future that I can't actually see any of my so-called successes. Like I don't see them, you know, like, and I just go like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like that happened, whatever. Or like, I'll forget about it. I'll forget yeah. something happened and then go, um, what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing and 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 you know people will go like well you've done all this great stuff not and i'm not trying to toot my own horn but and then i'll go like I, mean, I, I mean i guess I, yeah. I i don't know i guess I'm, but i'm still because i live so far in the future i think you have to like recognize your successes and it takes yes. me a lot to like do that you know we were very i was very fortunate i got to work on a tv show called julian the phantoms back in 2019 and it was this big beautiful dance show and uh, Kenny Ortega, this guy who directed High School Musical and Newsies, Ooh, and really yeah. cool, you know. And it was just, it was just nominated for uh, seven daytime Emmys. And, Amazing, uh, very cool. And you know, whatever I, I posted about it, 
I think I put it on my Instagram story or whatever. Um, and was like, I just kind of threw up the graphic that, that, um, that they had made and was like, this is, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Fuck and yeah. I got all these messages from people and my girlfriend was like, that's big. I was like, well, yeah, I guess so. And then was like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like, I, and I, I have to like go, like not everybody gets to do this. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like not everybody gets to do this. And it wasn't that I was like, it wasn't that I was being like, there was like kind of false humility. I was just like focused on you're working these other I, yeah i was like oh i was like oh yeah cool whatever but i'm like what what, what about the shows that i have going now like that's what i yep. really want i want those I want, I want green lights i want green lights on my stuff and like yeah but i think that you have to like uh, the role you but me in particular reminding myself to go like there's you, you've done some cool stuff like you don't have to be so stressed out i do i, I stress myself out about legacy and oh, i stress my myself God. out of you know fuck man it's just like yep. Anyways, it's inter- so it's interesting. I've been thinking that exact same thing all this last year because, you know, um, something that – and this sort of ties back actually to you and, and to, like, to, to, to all my friends from Vancouver is, you know, just before I left Vancouver, I was doing this, like, daily poetry thing, and I was starting to sort of get tiny little buzz, and I was starting to get yeah. a little noticed, and, like, I was finding out that, like, people were talking about me kind of thing, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's kind of like a – I think that's the goal, isn't it? You know, like, that's kind of what you're trying to be aiming for but then as the years would pass and i wouldn't really feel i wouldn't feel the momentum that i was actually maintaining and so i felt like i was stagnant even though like Mm -hmm. you know you look back and it's like oh that's day 2000 that's day 3000 that's like holy fuck you know um but to me it felt like oh it's just my daily routine so i don't even count it you know and um and it kind of culminated this year in you know, I, I, you know, and it's like, I'm even caveating it right now by being like, I self-published a couple books of poetry, um, but it's like it's still fucking published. It's still available. You can fucking buy it. You can look it up and buy a copy. Right. And, and, yeah. and I couldn't give myself that like accolade. Right. Yeah. Because it wasn't, you know, because I was continuing to work. And I think that maybe that is a part of it where it's like, you need to actually stop doing it for a minute to realize what good you've done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you kind of need to like pause, right? Yeah, hundred percent. You kind of do need that pause to go like, oh wait, I've actually done shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you yeah, and I think it's it can be quite dangerous to not uh, give yourself your successes and not to like, you know, because you it's so easy to focus on the failures. It's so easy to focus and remember mm-hmm. the the bad stuff that like you also need to remember the stuff that like you got done. Yep. And I think, you know, particularly in the creative arts, publishing, writing, and, and I can only speak to my own own kind of um, uh, deal in film. Like, it's yeah. so hard to it's so hard to make shit. It's so fucking hard to make shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and so just getting something off the ground, I think, is a, is a real success, just publishing something. But coming back to what you're talking about, like these moments that we had is, you know, I feel like in that era, we were all... We were all, it's, you know, you're in your early 20s. You're not really sure where you're going to end up. I don't know if you ever are, but like, you're smart enough to have these like big life conversations about what the future can hold. And, and you're, you know, we were part of this group of people who was so ambitious and had all these big plans and, and wanted to do so many things. And we were fortunate, man. Like, I feel like, hmm. I, you know, I feel like there was a bunch of people 
yourself included, who I would always have these great conversations with. We would never yeah. like, I don't think we ever hung out. It was just like one-on-one where, you know, no. you'd call me up and be like, yo, you want to go get a coffee and just chop it up? But we, we got to like, you know, I think we were really fortunate to have these friends who were kind of open heart people, or at uh. least like, you know, we talk, we joke about Daniel or we talk about Daniel, but like, he is kind of the archetype for those friends where we were so, we gave everybody permission to be who they were and, and were like very supportive, man. I, I felt very supportive through that time, yeah. you know, and, um, and allowed to just kind of be who you were. I think it was a very cool thing. Like there was no, uh, there was no real kind of um, machismo with anybody. Yep. Yeah, you know, there was no like, um, uh, oh, you're feeling that way. Like, why? Why would you even feel, man? Emotions are for the first. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. There was so like, much openness, and there was so much yeah. allowance to 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 be to feel. But then on top of that, too, I think what was coupled with that too was the fact that like you could say I want to work in film, or I could say I want to write poetry, and nobody was like, "That's dumb." Don't yeah. do that. Get a, get a job. Get a real job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, all, yeah. Everybody would always be like, fuck yeah, that's so cool. You're going to write a poem a day? That's so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I'm going to read it. I'm going to help you out. You know, like it was never, it was never like, oh, that's a bad idea. It was always cool. How can I help you figure this out? You know? Yeah. And, 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 and build, right? And I mean, we're all also like, I mean, it's like, there's only so much we could do for each other, you know? But, totally, you know, totally. but there was support there, support. man. Exactly. Even just the moral support and the people reading your stuff or like coming to see your plays. I remember, uh, you know, in, in that time, I think was when I started dabbling in producing and was making theater, right? And was mm. like, and really it was all born out of what's funny is this career that I have now was completely born out of um, me being uh, impatient and being like, I don't want to like wait for people to hire me. Yeah. And, and then I started dabbling in producing in that time and was like, well, then I'm going to I'm going to make my own theater. I'm going to, I'm going to make my own theater. And that's when we did the vomity of errors and people came out like our friends were so supportive and came out and like actually watched, watched us do this thing. And, and um, yeah, man, it was cool. It was, it was such a great community. Yeah. But I can't believe like I can, and I can't believe it's been eight, 10 years. It's fucked up since that, you know? Yeah. 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 I think a lot about, you know, it's funny, actually, I, I, this is sort of like, it's a bit of a laser brain diversion, but it does yeah, tie yeah, in, yeah. I swear. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I was just watching uh, interviews with David Lynch the other day. And, you know, mm. and he's, of course, sitting there, you know, and well, you know, you know, yada, yada, right, you know, and, yeah. and but it's like, uh, it was in like, uh, it was when the, the Twin Peaks return was happening is the interviews mm-hmm. I was watching. And, and, mm-hmm. and I got thinking about like, who he was at that moment and then who he was 25 years ago in twin in the first twin peaks and i was looking at these photos of the two of him and and it's like you know you say 25 years right and 25 years on one hand is like oh that's nothing it's blink of an eye nothing yeah you know and then at the same time two 25 years is like a fucking four five lifetimes you know it's it's it's, it's 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 this massive window of time and you look at I don't want to say the the degradation of his body, but the change, you know, (laughs) right. And, and, and you think about, you know, something like eight years, eight years is gone in a flash without even thinking about it. You know, you get a job and eight years is gone. Um, But to yourself, it doesn't feel like anything's happened. And then you look back and you're like, holy fuck, you know, my hairline's making a run for it. And my beard is down to my nipples. And, you know, and and, and I think like, if I really said like, 
saying eight years, you go, wow, that flew by. But then I go, man, I, I, the amount of stuff that happened in there, if I really qualified it, where was I in 2013? Yeah. What was I doing? Who was I dating? What kind of person was I, you know, mm-hmm. and what was to come? I was like, this was like I, eight years ago, 2015 would have been pre-ride the cyclone for me. Yeah. You know, which was a big part of my life and feels like forever ago. In like I've lived in two other cities other than Vancouver since then for a decent amount of time. Like I've been with Bright Light for six of those years, which seems crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, there's just like if if even the like the pre-ride the cycle thing to me actually makes it the weirdest because I'm like, holy yeah. shit, that feels like forever ago. Yeah. yeah, they say there's a saying that I always think about that it was uh, the days are long and the years are short, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, yeah, and that makes just, 100%. right. You know, and it's that thing where time is this little weirdo, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that hour lasted for nine days, and but that year, oh yeah, you breathed and it was over, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, and it is too. Like COVID feels like it took oh, forever yeah. to get here, but also now I'm like I'm starting to get the hindsight where i'm going well it wasn't that long no it's, it's you know? unbelievable how short it actually was by ratio you know like in comparison to other global pandemics it was it's actually fucking crazy right? um yeah anyways it's just time time is weird and so you know and 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 friendships through that it, friendship is kind of qualified like it's like people go even the government, when you get your passport, how long have you known this person? Yeah. I, there are pe- there are people that I have known for less time than you that uh, I have spent much more time with. And but like, but I'll go. Well, I've known this guy for 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. and and they go like, holy shit! But like, friendship, I think in society is a lot of the times qualified when they when you don't know the person. Like, let's say yes. like I'm just like I'm just getting into a relationship, and and she's starting to meet all my friends. And I'm going like, and, it, and it's kind of like, oh, well, how good of friends are you? And the qualifier is usually, well, I've known them X amount of time. Yes. But like, um, you know, I've got friends that I've made in the last few years that I'm really close with, mm-hmm. that I'm really close with. That, that, and um, so you can, you can develop a real friendship mm-hmm. in, in a short amount of time. I think that it's a, it's a funny metric. It's a really yeah. funny metric, right? Well, and especially when you base it, yeah, if you're basing it on years, then, I mean, I mean, the real nitty gritty of that means that, like, I've been a fucking terrible friend because all <laughs> the friends that I've known for 30 years, I don't talk to anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I must be a piece of shit then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and, it's hard to support a friendship over a oh, long man. period of time, man. Like, well, and I think that, I think that social media has degraded that understanding because i think what it's 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 given inflated numbers to length of of friendship because i don't think we're actually um i don't want to say meant to but i don't think it's necessary to have these long permanent friendships i think it's far more healthy to understand that people come into your life and they affect you and then they leave because either you move on or they move on and that's so okay it doesn't mean now one of you is the bad guy it just means the fucking world kept falling through the abyss and the gravity pulled us apart you know like that's different it, things right? yeah 100 and it doesn't have to be a scary thing it doesn't have no, to be a scary exactly. thing you know like it is 
you and I had deep chats and we yeah. had deep chats all the time. And that was like, um, and I'm sure helped shape my twenties, which then helped shape the rest of my life. You know, exactly. like that affected me in a huge way. The fact that we haven't really chatted much in the last few years, it doesn't, I don't think it makes us any less friends. I no. think that it, it like, um, it was just season uh, people come in your life what is it for a season and for a reason right like yeah yeah and so and and, uh, and, the, and that's why i think then when you have those friends that you have been close friends with for x amount of years yeah. like i see i see daniel and jeff i i try to at least see them once a week right uh-huh. and so those are people who you know i have got me through some really tough times and um and, and we've been through a lot together uh it just makes that more valuable you go like wow okay yeah the the people you you get to you 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 choose to and you get to spend that kind of time with and and get to know you in the different versions of you is really special man it's really special well that way too that thing too about like how you know not everybody is going to accept you know, new you. Right. And that, and that's okay. That doesn't make them bad. That doesn't make it bad for you to change. It just means you're going to change and you're going to flow and it's not going to click anymore. Right. The puzzle Mm -hmm. pieces are going to, are going to morph, you know, but, but then, yeah, you're spot on the ones that you, that do adapt with you. Those are worth like, you know, although then I don't, I don't even want to say you should hold on to those because the whole point is that you're not, holding on right the whole point is that it just works you know and that you're not you're not clinging to it but it's um it just continues to put the effort in like you can't you can't force anything but Mm -hmm. you choose you choose where to put the effort in you know and 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 you can see where and who people choose to put the effort in with yeah um and uh and then yeah it's proximity too i think you can you can keep up over long distances as well oh yeah and it, it just takes a little more work um but uh, you do choose who you put in that time with, mm-hmm. and if it, and if they don't want to reciprocate, then you have to be fine. You can't cling on, right? Like you're saying, exactly. like you can't cling on to it. Um, it's interesting, but you know, I, I think you're right that it's it's kind of been there's this kind of fake morphing of it where you're like um, you can keep up with everything they're doing without actually having a conversation with them. Yeah and feel like you know this person when you really don't like you know a fake version of them man that's the thing right is that it's like you know today that's like normal behavior that's just like how you interact that's just social media that's just what you do we used to have a word for that and that was called peeping tom and we (laughs) put those people in jail you know (laughs) yeah hey quit looking in my fucking window Right, get the fuck out of here! Quit jerking off to my photos, you fucking pervert. You know, weirdo. We're talking about my buddy just got married a couple of weeks ago, and he's from Texas. His his brother and his sister married before him. Big weddings, big Texas mm. weddings, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, and that was their plan pre-pandemic. He had a wedding that was his parents, her parents, me, and she had a friend. That was it. Wow. And it was this like, and and I was like, "How are you feeling, man?" I, I, so grateful to be a part of it. Like, yeah. honestly, like I was just like, I, I teared up just just being there because I was like, I was the person they asked to be there. I was yeah. the friend. So cool. How fucking awesome is that? And I had this conversation with, "How are you feeling, man? Like, do you do you miss 
or do you lament the fact that you can't have all these people there? And he's like, um, no, I, th I think this was like, this was it. This was perfect. Um, and it was just like, then we started talking about where you're like, well, you know, having a two, 300 person wedding. I was just like, I don't even like 200 people. No, no exactly. <laughs> how, how, who would I invite? And then, and, and you get into these like conversations about um, who is on that list, you know, and how it grows. And you're like, your parents invite these people. I don't know these don't people don't like them yeah like yep. i have family i don't see as often as like most of my friends you know like it's like how how does it balloon that much i'm like if yeah. i really like if the people if i got to just invite the people i really cared about it'd be 10 or 15 people it'd be 10 or 15 people well because it becomes this yeah. thing about like weddings become this thing about it's no longer about the couple, right? It becomes this expectation of yeah. whether it's the parents get to brag or whether it's the expectations of, you know, all the family has to come pay homage or whatever it is, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's bullshit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's why, why like, Jenica and I, we did as much as we could to keep it as pared down. I think we had 100 people total. I think we yeah. did 50 each, and, and it was a pizza party. Like, we literally just had a pizza party with yeah. beer. Because it was just like, it's all we want. We just want to be cool. like, you know, we're super into each other, and like, come party with us for a night, you know? And like, this this idea of like, inviting your dad's former dentist is just like, it's so but wild to me. It's a, it's a twist of like, of what what it is actually what what that event actually is exactly. all that event is is you're having a party to tell everybody publicly that you love this person exactly yeah that's that's it and i like yeah i just thought that the way that they adapted and mm -hmm. um the surprising but inevitable thing about that wedding was like all this this is really cool. I mean, they had maybe, they maybe had 15, 20 family members on Zoom, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so you only send a Zoom link out to whoever, but you get to have like this tiny little intimate thing. And um, I love it. Oh, man, I'm sure you would have awesome. loved to have two or three more people, but like, sure. what a, what a, you know, what a beautiful thing. And, and it's mm. something that I, I don't know that I would have realized without the pandemic. So, yeah. Connexus Credit Union is all about their members. Improving their financial well-being drives everything they do. And that's not something they say. That's something I say. <laughs> it's a promise that's delivered by over 900 employees across Saskatchewan. Their employees are members too, and they've been there. So they're committed to making your money work for you. The banking industry needs to change, and Connexus is changing it for everyone because Conexus cares. Visit Conexus.ca to learn more. Direct West is a proud partner of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Direct West has a local expert team right here in Saskatchewan that will work with you to build your website exactly how you imagine it. Let them help you improve your online presence. Head to directwest.com to learn more. And I want to hear just a little bit uh, about like what you're doing these days, because, you know, like yeah. when I, you know, like, so for instance, like doubling back to um, 
when we were hanging out together, you were just starting to produce theater and you were just dipping your toes into getting mm-hmm. some little like indie stuff going. And now, you know, you're telling me before recording that you're like, yeah, I just got called up and they like needed a producer on this film. So, you know, I said like, sure, whatever. And so I'm creative on set now, you know, it's, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there and like, you have to understand, man, there is no film in Saskatchewan, right? I was finally, I finally got a fucking actor number in Calgary and then I moved to Saskatoon oh and it's like, oh, fuck me, I guess. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm paying fees for nothing, right. you know. So, so nothing comes through about, there, hey? Nothing, nothing comes through there. Nothing, mm. because there's no, they completely obliterated the tax credits. Um, oh, yeah. And so there's just no film here at all. They literally right. will skip over. They'll go Alberta to Manitoba. Um, yeah. And if there's no infrastructure, it's tough to like set something up. Yeah, right, exactly. It's gone yeah. completely. Like, it'll never come back. It's fucked. It's completely fucked. But, um, but uh, so I want to hear, like, what's this new project that you're working on? And how did you sort of, like, I realize this is so open-ended, but, like, how did you oh. sort of work your way up to where you're at these days? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the Coles Notes version is, like I said earlier, I was trying to make my own work, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think the evolution of it was, uh, in when I was in college, a buddy of mine, David Kay, and I were like, we wanted to we wanted to make music videos, so we were doing that. We had no fucking clue what we were doing. Like, I still cringe thinking about that first day on set of that first video. Like, the 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 DP, God bless his soul, um, was, uh, and the guys who were helping us were like, um, okay, what's your shot list? And I was like, what's that? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And I just like cringe thinking like, yeah. well, what are we gonna shoot? I was like oh okay yeah yeah well this is and like ran away and was like did all the work um and i got like because this is going public i do know what i'm doing now um and it it, it figured it out it was a very long time ago um and uh and so we we did that you know we started producing theater out of a necessity to to fill um our time and and to build our resume and then i was like um I saw, you know what it was? I, I saw this guy, Josh Epstein and Kyle Rideout made a movie called Edward. And I remember sitting at one of these parties, actually, that you're to you, were, you might have even, even been there. It was at Tim Johnson's place. Okay. And, and uh, when they were, him and Blake were living um, in Kits as well, you know, around yeah, yeah. the corner, not far from Daniel. And, um, and he was telling me about it. Well, no, we're making it for a hundred grand or whatever it was. And I was like, fuck, I can do that. <laughs> it's like I should, I should figure out how to do that, and like, yeah, it, not in a facetious way, but I was, I was really inspired by the fact that they just yeah. went out and did it. So, went and tried to start putting together this movie called Prodigals, and um, it was a saga. From there, I met um, Sean Williamson, who is my current boss at who runs Bright Light Pictures, and he kind of took me and David um, under his wing. And eventually, David, you know, decided that he wanted to go back to acting, and and I went the opposite way i was like i just feel like i love this so much more than Mm. the grind of performing and 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 i love acting and and, you know when i got to do it when i actually got to do it but the audition grind it just wasn't for me like that wasn't a life that i wanted i loved you know one of my kind of best creative memories is doing this play called red at the belfry and uh and mtc in in winnipeg and it was just such a great thing because i actually got to act and it was like a two-hander fucking amazing but uh you know i wanted to continue producing so Mm -hmm. from there started putting things together um you know we did some stuff when vine was still around we made a show for vine yeah. yeah um we did 
I made another movie after Prodigals uh, called Summer of 84. And Summer, you know, we're very fortunate, got into Sundance and premiered in the midnight section of Sundance. Wow. And that was that was a bit of a turning point, I feel like, for me, where I was like, oh, oh fuck, I can maybe do this. Oh, shit, I can yeah. maybe do this. Um, you know, because Hollywood's a big, scary place, man. And, and oh, yeah. um, I'm very I'm, I'm very lucky that I have a lot of really great friends there. And um, my buddy Boone, you know, you will be like, oh, you're one of the good ones. You, I have like a really great um, kind of uh, network down there, just really good people in, yeah. in LA and I've, that I've built over the last few years. But summer was that turning point where I was like, yeah, I can do this. Okay, I can do this. And then, um, you know, just developing my own stuff. I worked on Julie and the Phantoms. I made this thing for Disney last year during the pandemic. Um, wow. That's shit, really cool. Man. Yeah, man. So I got to work with like, you know, I got to work with Netflix and then, then Disney right after and and it's just, and now, you know, working on this, I don't really know how much I can say about it. That's um, totally at, cool. Yeah. At, at this point, but it's a, you know, it's a little kind of horror indie feature. It's a director who um, I uh, really yeah. love and, and really love working with. And um, can you tell me who after we record? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's proprietary information. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool, man. I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a different path than I ever thought I would be on, Yeah. but, but it makes sense looking back, you know, like it makes sense that, um, I get to be creative. I'm a little more in charge of, um, I, what I do, but I have to wait around for somebody else to, I mean, to a certain extent, mm -hmm. I still have to be a bit of a salesman and, and try and find money for projects, but there are like sure. this show, they just, they needed somebody who who had that experience. They needed somebody who knew how to put a movie together and, and, and also like knew how to basically be a good person, you know, and yeah. like be on set and, and be a facilitator and make sure everybody was okay. You nailed something there about um, the thing that I keep on hearing about from all creative sectors across Canada and from whatever it is you're doing, if you're some kind of creative it's that you can't wait for someone to hire you uh, no. because the, there's just the market isn't there. Like we're just we, we don't have the population and we don't have the industry to just rely on getting jobs because it's just never going to happen. There's like there's like six paying acting gigs a year. You know, that's about it. You know, three of them are already cast, you know, and so yeah. it's like. You know, you know, so yeah, and like, yeah, especially in a theater in Canada, for oh, sure. Fuck, like, man, you know, and so it's like you have to be willing to make it yourself first, and then people notice, and then it builds, you know. But it's like we don't have that, like we don't have that place where you can go, like we don't have a, a New York or a or a LA where you can like get on a bus with a hope and a dream, and you know, and 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 hopefully not fall into porn, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you you have to make it yourself from wherever you are, and then build, you know. And it's it's a completely different um, attitude, right? And I think that people. Um, like this isn't a disparaging thing, but it's like I think people uh, starting out are too in the American mindset of like, well, I'll just audition and I'll be a successful actor. And it's like, fuck, no, you won't. You know, like, sorry. Yes. Like, and I mean, it's not like trying to be mean. Like, I people. wish, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wish that very was few people true, make it that but, way. You know, and 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 um, and you've got to be willing 
to to do what you've done, which is to just like, okay, fuck it, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? I mean, so, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm just like banging my head against a brick wall until one of the bricks lets yeah. loose. Like that. This <laughs> is what it feels like sometimes. But but there's actually this really good. Um, it's a keynote speech from a guy named Mark Duplass. That anytime we talk about, I I talk about the film industry with somebody who's starting out. I'm like, go watch this. I think it was like 2016 or something. I could find it, but mm. he talks about the cavalry isn't coming. The yeah. cavalry, the cavalry. And 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 Mark and Jay, his brother Jay, have been making movies forever. You know, mm-hmm. they started when they were super young and they have been doing it forever and they've been very successful. And he's like, not even at this level is the cavalry coming. Like he's the guy no, who did uh, uh, Creep, isn't Creep he? and Creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay, yeah. They've done so much. Creep was a big success for them. And, and then they yeah. made a second one. But they they are like the epitome of like the um grind it out you know and keep yes. going and, and but what i and what i like about that is that don't rely on somebody else to do it for you you have to go in and do it yourself and be open to the other opportunities that are coming there's nobody with a bugle coming over the hill to save you and give you a bag of money and set up your yeah. career like you have to be chasing those opportunities and be willing what the the, the best part about it is like be willing to fail because he's like he's like if you're starting out as a filmmaker my best advice is go make a film Mm. and it's gonna be shit and then you're gonna make another one and you're and you're not really gonna know you're not really gonna know what was wrong with and why you didn't like your first one but you're gonna make another one and that's gonna be shit and then you're gonna make another one and that one too is gonna suck but it's gonna suck a little less and you're gonna realize what you start to like and then you're gonna be watching movies and you're gonna go Oh, I actually really like that. And then you're going to make a fourth and it's going to be better. And then it's going to be better. And then it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing at the beginning of your career to not put so much pressure on yourself yep. and to just fail and then learn from those mistakes and build. But I also feel like uh, uh, I had this conversation with a buddy the other day about like how much pressure we put on first films. Like, yes. Because well, you're in, supposed to be an auteur, you're supposed to show up, yeah. and you're supposed to have made Mean Streets or something. You know what I mean? You like, yeah. you know, they always say like, oh, you know, Orson Welles' first film was Citizen Kane, the 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 greatest film ever. And so, and if you don't show up and make or fucking Orson Welles the first time, you're a hack. You're a piece of shit. You might as well never work again. <laughs> it's like how many people have we missed because we wrote off their first? I mean, exactly. my first attempt at a lot of stuff in life like relationships being one big thing my first attempt (laughs) was not good but Mm -hmm. you know you know you go you get out of that relationship and you look back and you go like this is what I like this is what I and it it took me until my early 30s to go this is what I look for in a partner and this is the kind of partner that I want to be you know this is the kind of person I this is and this is um and I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold out until um I find that um because I want to I want to be a a really good part of somebody's life but it took me a long time of like and I I didn't you know I'm very fortunate I didn't have any like real shitty relationships but it still took me a long time to like look back and realize um and it's the same thing I think with making art with making movies you know like we have to be allowed to fail. Now there is some commerce attached to it. There is a film yeah. business. It is a film business. Exactly. So I, you know, I do understand that like they can't take big swings, but 
I just think keep going. I just think keep going is 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 what it is. Um, uh, yeah, I just uh, and you have to generate your own your own work. Yeah, I, re- I really really think that it's tough. It can be really tough, man. It can be really tough. Okay, now this is like. This is a business question a little mm. bit, but like you just, you just kind of touched on it. And, um, and it, it also speaks to something that like, I not struggle with, but think about a lot. And um, it was a, a part of the first movie that I made. It's like, why Saskatoon? Mm. Why a small city? Um, yeah, why a small city like that? Well, that one is easy because uh, uh, my wife got a job and we, uh, she had just locked me up. We had just gotten married. So. <laughs> no, that's, called um, bait, that's called a bait and switch. The old bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. We had been married two months. And she was like, by the way, sweetie, uh, yeah. we're moving to Saskatoon. No, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it actually, I mean, it's not, not that bleak, but it is that simple, right? In that, yeah. like, uh, she, she just threw her hat in the ring for this job at Persephone Theater and got it because, like, of course Amazing. she did. She's like, an incredible employee and she's going to be running the fucking theater world you know sometime in our lifetime you know like she's incredible so of course she got hired um and then it was a matter of just like are we doing this do we want to do this i mean we couldn't pass up the opportunity that that same opportunity wasn't coming up in you know we were in calgary at the time it wasn't in vancouver it wasn't in toronto so Mm. we said fuck it and um we went for it and like and 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 it's one of those things where like um there's been tons of good. There's been tons of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's been worth it. And we do still, even now, you know, almost four years on, we do still oscillate between like, was this the right idea? Should we have done this? Do we need to get out? What are we doing? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, for the time, it was the it was the exact move to make. And, um, and I really do encourage people to not be so afraid of leaving the sort of proverbial big markets, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there's lots of other problems that go with being in a city. You know, um, we got out of Vancouver and I paid off my debt. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, mean, I mean, also I made a bunch of new debt after that, but you know, that's a different <laughs> story. Right. But like, you know, um, there, there is something to be said for just putting yourself in an environment where you can be creative and, uh, without the pressures that go along with, you know, you mentioned about like the, the film industry, right? You know, you can't just make a film because you have to eat and you have to pay rent yeah. and you have to have a roof over your head. Right. And, and so, um, you know, uh, our quality of life went up when we went to Calgary and then shot up when we went to Saskatoon and like, yeah, it's, it's a uh, much smaller city, much fewer prospects if you are going the route of like auditioning or you know yeah. uh, if you're going that, down that route but there's just as much opportunity um here as there is anywhere in this country if you're making the work for yourself and you're putting it on the internet the fuck mm-hmm. is a border on the internet what the fuck is a province you know I like mean, it's true, man. Shit we've we live. yeah we've exactly. seen it the last year like uh, i i feel like this i mean for me because I, I come from a really small town and I mm. wanted to get out as soon as possible. So the okay. whole idea of going to a smaller market, even though, I, I mean, in Vancouver, I am in a smaller market in the film industry, right? Yes. I spent a lot of time, like, I spent a lot of time living in, in Los Angeles. And um, 
that Vancouver is a smaller market in some respects. I think that we do so much here that there's a lot of opportunity for me in a different way, uh, which is great. Um, but even in the last year, like we've seen, I've seen it get easier to have those meetings that you would only have if you were in LA pre-pandemic over exactly. Zoom because you can, and I think it's becoming more and more normalized, which is which is great. But I mean, the, the number one thing that scares me is like living in a suburb, you know? And so it's like, yeah, exactly. it's always interesting to me to talk to people who have gone to a smaller market and, and do that. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, just like. Like we're able to live at the essentially the equivalent we're living just off of what's essentially commercial drive it's just that it's in saskatoon and it's super affordable and like we couldn't live in the apartment we live in in vancouver there's no way you know right. what i mean and so you know and i i listen to my friends who are like yeah you know we're we're looking at buying and we're gonna be in uh you know wherever the fuck three fucking cities out from vancouver and i'm like mm -hmm. why you know, yeah. like why? Why are you doing this to yourself? If it's if if, if it's um, if it's Vancouver you want, like I I don't know. I'm sort of losing the point on that, but it's like um, I just don't think it's worth. I don't want to say degrading, but it's like, is it so important to you to be in Vancouver that you don't even live in Vancouver, or is it like the work you want to be doing? And could it be that you could live somewhere easier and still be creating that work? Right? Like yeah, you know, I think about how like. Some of the some of the most successful podcasts are made in like Ohio, you know, like and like, you know, to a Canadian, that doesn't mean very much. But it's like, who the it's fuck no thinks way. about being yeah. creative in Ohio? You know, mm -hmm. like um, and now it's this like it's this like cornucopia of creativity. You know, have Hanif Abdurabkeeb came out of there and, you know, and like there's these incredible writers and producers and all these things that come out of these markets. And it's because they can live as artists there in a way. Austin, that you Texas, man. Austin, Bingo. Texas, like you go back to the Duplass brothers, they make most of their movies. I, I actually I'll qualify that. I don't know if they still do, but I know they did make most of their movies in Austin because they had a community mm -hmm. there. I will say it might come back to the theme of the podcast, like people not wanting to leave Vancouver because of their, that's where their friends and family are. Right. And they're scared exactly. of letting go of those people. The new community. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that. And that's know, hard. That's, that's been one of yeah. the hardest parts of, of all the moves, whether it's moving Victoria to Vancouver, Vancouver to Calgary, Calgary to Saskatoon, all of those moves. Um, yeah. The hardest, scariest part is losing the friends that you that you have there, right? And yeah. then having to go through the process of like, can I trust this person? Can I be vulnerable in front of this person? Is this like a duplicitous user relationship or is this a genuine authentic connection, you know? And like, yeah. and, and there is that flip side too of being in a creative market that's really competitive because there's so few opportunities. You do get a lot of like kind of, shadiness right you know yeah man i mean that's uh, uh it's it's uh, i'm hyper aware of that having spent time in los angeles um mm -hmm. and you know to quote again my buddy boone you you hold on to the good people you mm -hmm. really hold on to the good people and so you know i've been fortunate in that market in la and in, in hollywood to like have some really actual good friends people who would yeah. go to bat bat for me personally which um you know a lot of i i actually really love los angeles i really like yeah. it there and people LA I fucking know, rules la is awesome man there's great places yeah. to eat I, and i i do like actually though say 
that it when people are like oh, i don't really love it you know it feels so like fake i'm like yeah I, I totally understand that i love it because i have friends there who are real yeah. you know like exactly. it, and yep. and that would go for i think any city it was I, I didn't like living in london even though i love london because mm. i didn't have many friends who were real who were like yes oh hey come on out and do this and there were a few people who were super great to me but I was trying to fit into their life, you know, like mm -hmm. um, Trevor White and his wife, Ellie Matsura, they were so amazing. Um, but they, they had a life and, and, yeah. and, and I was just like this new kind of person that they were so generous with their time as friends and still consider them friends and talk to them all the time and think that they're both yeah. phenomenal. But um, I was trying to fit into their life and, and they didn't have the time for me when I was just starting out in a city to be like, yeah, come hang out with us on Tuesday and Thursday. And you know, exactly. like, yep, like, we exactly. want to see our other friends. Um, yeah, right. That's the thing yeah. is that it takes so much to, especially if it's not like an instant connection, if it sort of has to grow a little bit, you know, cause there's like yeah. different types of new friends, right? There's the ones where you're like, Holy fuck, it's my brain in you. Right. And then, yeah, yeah. but then there's also ones where you're like, Ah, this could be something, but we have to kind of nurture it and tend to it. And and mm -hmm. and those tend to be really hard in new cities because you have to put so much time in, but you're like, and for me, I'm like riddled with anxieties and neuroses. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, they don't like me. They don't want to, you know, like Yeah. But, I think we all I think we all have that. Well, that's just it. I'm yeah. speaking on that last question of the show. Uh it's mm -hmm. a bit of a two-parter and a little more open-ended. And you know, we have sort of like touched on it a little bit already throughout but i'm really curious what you think um especially with the state of the world you know with everything sort of reopening and, and all these things um what does it mean to you to be a good friend and nowadays with the state of you know technology and zoom and lockdowns and yada yada what do you think it takes to be a good friend in 2021 and then into the future i mean i think um that the, the real important word here is like good friend, right? I think there are people in your life who are friends, you know, but to me, it's the people who show up. It's the people who think about you when you're not around and wonder how you're doing when you haven't talked to them in three or four days. I get a text every few days from um, Daniel that just says how you live it. You know, <laughs> and that to me is a sign of a good friend. They think about you. They yeah. they worry not worry in in the way that is negative, but just worry about you and worry that they want you to have a, a good life. Um, the people who show up, who, and I don't think it takes that much effort, but I do think that you have to choose who to spend it on. I don't think that we have the capacity to do that with. 500 people or whatever my Facebook yeah. says I have, I, we do not have, I don't have the capacity. It, I do not have that time, but for the people um, that I, that I do have in my life who are there, like, I feel like it's just showing up and checking in. And, and mm -hmm. I think that 2021 makes it even easier to be that person. You know, yeah. it's a text, it's a text, it's a, phone call depending on what kind of person you are you know if you're <laughs> if you're away it's zoom um if you were in the pandemic i um when i couldn't see my friends i showed up at their windows sometimes you mm, know yeah. and, and and honestly i think it doesn't for me it doesn't have to always be a super long hangout I, you know mm -hmm. for me it can be 15 minutes to check in 
um, you know, as you're going by. I love when people are like, hey, I was just driving by and thought I'd say hi. You know, yeah. no, no stress. I know you probably got a, a hundred things to do today. I just want to say hi. You know, yeah. it's those. It's it, for me, it's the little things, um, and uh, and 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 ritual helps with that too. I think friendship oh, is man. friendship is shared experience. It's just, and that's it. It takes a long time to build a good friend because you are you you do just have to go through shared experiences. You just need to spend time together and build that library of like. You remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Like. It is just it is just shared experience. Um, so I think that um, I think it's simple. I think it takes effort and it takes um, um, you know some thoughtfulness. But uh, I, I don't think it's hard, and I, I don't expect it of everybody. Yeah, I don't expect I don't expect it of anybody. But um, you know, I, I don't expect it to be the person who is. Um, the one person at, at somebody's wedding, you know, I, I think that I would be doing something wrong. If I was, if I was that person for 50 to a hundred people, I would be sure. doing something wrong. It would be disingenuous of me. But for those few people who would, who would invite me to their wedding, I, you know, I think if we're using this same kind of like metaphor we, or um, example that we had earlier on. I think that, um, I think it just takes a little bit of effort um, mm -hmm. to check in responding you know man you know i mean i love that so much and it's like one of those things that i like i i hear you know and i and i and it's it's one of those fucking things that like my dumb brain just can't get through itself because it's like yeah. i hear it and i'm so with it and and then i get into these moments where i'm like i should just i should just text them and i yeah. and i instantly my brain instead of just picking up the phone and texting someone and saying hey how you doing instead my brain goes oh no that person fucking hates you there's no way they want to hear from you you know what i mean right and i and i list all the reasons why i'm a piece of shit and i should never bother them and how dare i even have their phone number let alone think about wanting to contact them you know yeah. and it's like but like the thing that i have to keep on reminding myself is like people don't hate you you no. know like people really like you and everybody like more people like you than don't and the ones who don't you don't have their phone numbers so it doesn't fucking matter you know? yeah and and if they don't want to respond totally fine that's on them yes. or, or or they they want to respond negatively it is no bearing on who you are as a person because no reflection you, you took the time to go this is a good person i know Mm -hmm. I want to check in and see how they're doing. You just the 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 act that you put out into the world is a selfless one to check in, you know, to do that. And how they take it is their prerogative. Yes. Um, and you can delete their phone number. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. Exactly. And that's the other thing, right? Because then you know. Then you're like, yeah. oh yeah, oh okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> you know. Like... But sometimes a non-response. I have to remember. Sometimes a non-response is. Oh, there's like a million other things I, exactly. I i pick up you know i i picked up your note about this read it and then got distracted and then it yeah. becomes just another message that you like is in there Forget you don't have it. a notification about it and i went oh and it was actually daniel who was like he's like um oh i just did james's podcast and i was like oh fuck <laughs> i didn't respond to him 
I was yeah, like, yeah. oh shit. And and it was only because like I was probably at work reading and then either yeah. I got a phone call or I was like, oh God, I got to send this email like right away yeah, yeah. or whatever it was. Or I had to go into a meeting. I don't know. But like, yep. but it had no bear. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm like, man, these people aren't getting back to me or this person didn't get back to me. And I'm like, well, it could be a million things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think friendship's pretty simple. I think it's just, um, pick and choose who, who those people are. You, you get to choose who you spend your time with. And I think, uh, I think, uh, I think we've, we've chosen pretty well, you know, yeah. we fall, we fell yeah. into a really good group, man. Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. You, you got to pick your people well, you know, and, and, and it's okay to, not have too many of them <laughs> yeah you know? and, it's, and it's okay to go it's okay to distance yourself from people who yes. are no longer like close um mm-hmm. you know so yeah. it, it's fine I, I will say that um you know to talk about facebook in a, in a way like i haven't used facebook probably other than messenger because uh, like I, I just have it on my phone i don't know if i've posted something on facebook in years it's really it. hard. I, don't use it I, man, I was like trying to get some backup info about you on Facebook, and I was like, "This motherfucker doesn't post anything. Fuck this Nothing. guy." Can't even like like I thought so many times about deleting it, but then I'm like, "Well, I have group chats on my messenger. Like, who cares?" And honestly, it's just yeah, yeah. so much time to like go through and delete all of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it. In fr- I use. It, I don't even use Instagram that much, um, <laughs> except to peeping Tom other people. You know, that's exactly, exactly. <laughs> just to be a 1980s creep. Um, <laughs> you gotta, gotta, gotta. I'm not gonna make that joke. Never mind. I'm gonna cut myself up there. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't. I but don't speaking of cutting some loose, though, it's the it's time for the last the last section of the show. So, Jameson, I'm gonna pull up your your Facebook, yeah. and you know, before we do, I do want to say like. You're amazing, man. And oh, and I'm man. so grateful that we're friends. And uh, you know, like you know, we've we've said before, but I will say again, I realize like we haven't necessarily had the closest friendship, but I don't feel like it matters, you know. Um yeah. I just have such a deep respect for you and I'm so like just amazed at the work that you do and the work that you continue to do. And uh I can't wait to see you, you know, I can't wait to see your name on some fucking, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What does a producer get credit? You're gonna get first credit on some crazy ass shit down the road. Yeah. And it's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna yeah, be in the movie I mean, theater just being like that motherfucker. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest experience. It's the weirdest experience seeing your name in a movie theater for the first time. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate that, man. That's so, so kind of you to say. I just think that like, this is such a great thing to talk about the nature of friendship and, and reconnect because even though it's been so many years, mm-hmm. I think about you so fondly and think about that, you know, that Vancouver friendship and then now spilling out into, into the wider world so fondly, like um, it was such a seminal time that, yeah. You know, you you and and those people in my life at that time had such an impact on me, consciously and subconsciously. And you know, just reflecting on doing this over the last week, you know, and and getting ready for it, I think that it, it's just been interesting to go. Wow, like you know, how fortunate was I to have these people in my corner for yeah the the like real some of the real defining i guess they're all kind of defining years of your life but i was still developing you know as a young adult on my own and we had such a we had such a great community of people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and they're all dead to me now, including you. <laughs> and, and now I will unfriend you on Facebook. I'm gonna, do other people do it Speaking at the same of, time? Yeah, here we go. Uh, I, I only have to do it. I only have to do it on my end. It's not a two-way oh, street. It's a, Well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it in real time okay, do on it, my do phone. It. Watch, watch the little tag change. Here we go. Jameson <laughs> Parker, here we go. We are no longer Facebook friends. Okay, i got to refresh. We're going to refresh it. We're no it's just the ad friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, Facebook, fuck you. We're letting you go. You do not right? define who my friends are. And that's it. Thanks again to Jameson for coming on the show. I cannot wait to see what he ends up doing next. I know it's going to be awesome. Or maybe it'll suck. Who knows? <laughs> if you thought this episode didn't suck, let the world know. Give Friendless a five-star review if you haven't already. And be sure to like and share the posts. It helps me out so much. And it's free and easy for you to do. Make sure you're following Friendless on all social medias at FriendlessPod and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter through the links in the show notes. Be sure to check out Raised by the Movies, the show I'm recording with my wife as we rewatch movies from my childhood and discuss how they mess us up as adults. All of July, we are doing Wiki, Wiki Wild, Wiki Will Will Smith month, and it is a blast. So be sure to check that out again in the show notes. But listen... It is too hot to be in this little office recording with no fan on, so I'm just going to sign off, and I will say I hope to see you next week for another fun-filled episode of Friendless. But you know what? Let's not worry about that now. Because why? Because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you, and I hope you have a great week. Fun and safety, sweeties.